Hi, Shell. Oh, hi, Vanessa. How are you? <laughs> I'm fine, thank you. Thank you for agreeing to um, have on this podcast. Um, as a reminder, um, this is a segment of the podcast called Phenomenal, and it's basically a segment that highlights the profiles of remarkable women doing remarkable things. So, um, could you introduce yourself? Um, yes, um, my name is Sheung Adelasoye, and um, I'm a sort of TV person. I, I work in the television industry. I work um, primarily in development, where I come up with ideas for new factual tele- um, television programmes. Fantastic. Um, so, can you tell us a bit about your background? How did you um, how, how did you get there? How did you decide that you wanted to be in TV? Well, after finish my, finishing my undergraduate degree in politics, I wasn't too sure what I wanted to do. And I bumped into a guy who was very chatty in Holborn at Cafe Nero. And he ended up being a, well, he actually was a lecturer in international relations. And my undergraduate degree was in politics with international relations. And he said, I just really see you as a journalist. And it's something, it was a career that I'd never really considered but when my degree ended, I thought, well, I'll, you know, get myself onto the best journalism course in the UK that happened to be at City University. I applied, I went through the rounds and I got into the master's course and I did that for a year. And before my year was up, I uh, got a job as a producer for a blind journalist in Parliament. And I, I worked there for, for three years, then moved to the BBC Radio 4 worked on the Today programme, World at One, then the BBC News Channel, and then said, you know what, I don't want to work in news. It's not as creative as I thought it might be. There's not a lot of creative change. It's very regimented. So I went to work in factual television, and that's how I am where I am now. (laughs) Fantastic. Um, So I'll literally hit you with, like, questions in a very random order. Um, so the first one would be, what's your vision of success? For me, success has really been, it's not only being a boss and being at the top of your game, it's being a good person and knowing that people at every level that you come across in whatever industry that you're in will say, do you know what? That's a good person. I enjoy that person's company. When they speak to me, they're genuinely interested in what I have to say so for me, success is being that person. Cool. Fantastic. Do you have any rituals, anything that you do regularly or on a daily basis? I don't actually. I'm not somebody that sort of follows strict rules. I should. Um, I aspire to do that, but it's not really worked out for me <laughs> so far. No, I just sort of get on with life and whatever's thrown at me, I just sort of tackle it in the best way that I can. But I try to keep calm and just get on with it typically british (laughs) yeah i suppose it is keep buggering on (laughs) fantastic what um what's your biggest dream do you know i've had quite a lot of dreams and i think for me at the moment i think my dreams change depending on what level i am in my career and how i'm progressing but at the moment my biggest dream is to win a bafta for a documentary that I've developed or a programme that I've developed is to just get a BAFTA. That is my dream at the moment. 
Fantastic. That's a massive dream, but that's so achievable, isn't it? Yeah, anything's possible. You just, um, it's all in, in God's time, really. Do you have any regrets? No, I have no regrets. I think when you're trying to start out in an industry or trying to forge your career, you apply for jobs and, and you know, if you don't get it, you're very disappointed and you don't understand why. And, you know, there are, mary, there are many variables as to why you didn't get it, but you just don't understand it at the time. Mm. And when I look back on the jobs that I wanted and, you know, oh God, you know, I just really wish I, I could have gotten that job while I was working in the industry and I was making this amount of money. I'm able now to look back and say, actually, that wouldn't have been the right thing for me. You know, I'd gone for a job. I thought I wanted to work in crisis management because I've got the political background and I'm quite good at, you know, dealing with quite strenuous and stressful situations and finding solutions. And I thought, you know, the best way to do it, I was told, was to go and, you know, we've got a conservative government at the moment. We had that for, well, we've had a coalition and we've had that for a few years. So they said, you know, go and work for the Tories. And I thought, God, I don't want to work for them again. You know, I really didn't enjoy my time there. I found it quite stressful, but that was the way to get in. And, you know, I went for an interview and I didn't get it. And I was really disappointed. And I thought, you know, this is a career path that I want want to, to go into. And why didn't I get it? And then a couple of weeks later, they're covered in scandal because there's a, a young activist that's killed himself because of bullying. Now, I don't want my name attached to a company like that. So that was a lucky mm. escape. Another job I went for at Bell Pottinger that I thought I would have got because I interviewed well, I, I'd written a great proposal, I'd done a great presentation, I didn't get. And looky here, last year, Bell Pottinger, they're done. So if, if these are jobs that I'd gone for and I'd gotten, my career path would have been very, very different. And the fact that I didn't get them, I think was really a blessing in disguise, but I just didn't see it at the time. So when you ask me, Vanessa, do I have regrets? I absolutely say no. I have disappointments. There are times when I'm disappointed, but just those two things I can pinpoint now. And there are plenty of things in my life I can pinpoint and say, oh, I wish I had that. I wish I'd done this. It didn't work out and it, it was always for the right reason. Fantastic. What sort of advice would you give uh, for someone that's looking to improve their work ethics? I think the most important thing in terms of working in in your career or even if you're sort of volunteering or doing charity work is to always have integrity in the work that you do mm. when you make a promise deliver on that promise if you don't deliver on that promise absolutely take ownership and aspire to always be better than yesterday good that's very good advice <laughs> right let's switch gears um what sort of advice would you give around anything that has to do with relationships and love just generally? Um, I don't know. Relationships and love hasn't really been my strong point so far. But so I find that question quite hard to, to answer. Fair enough. That's, that's actually good. Um, to be honest, actually what, what, what would you have views on family do you want a family how do you view family I mean obviously you are part of a family is there anything that you want to say about family that you think is important for sort of everyone to know or ponder and... um well I'm actually from quite a big family I'm one of five children um, I'm the middle child make of that what you will I 
I think family is incredibly important and I'm incredibly close to my sisters and my younger brother and my mother. I think that with family, you, you know, you have your ups and downs, but you must always remain loyal. And there isn't anything that my sisters or my brother or my mum can ask for that I won't give them. They can have the clothes off my back. They can have the last pounds in my bank account. If they're, if they're in need, I will always be there. If, if I can't physically do something, I will find somebody that can. And I, I think with, with family, it's important to have that bond and remember that you are a tribe and you can't let outside influences, whether that be new partners that you might want to join your family, ruin that your core values. I think that I, I would like a family one day. I'd like quite a lot of children because I, I enjoy growing up with my sisters and, and my brother. And I think the most important value that I will teach my children is family is everything. Um, there's no such thing as a free lunch. It, it's, it's not hard to, to smile at people and always just be polite and keep your manners. Manners maketh man. And I strongly believe those things. And those are values that my mother's instilled in me. And in terms of moving up in life or in my career or getting that goal as being a good person, people saying, you know what, she's really nice. I really enjoyed interacting with her. That's because of that. And that's what I think family is, is really about. Mm, fantastic. How do you handle failure? When I don't get what I want, and I, when I don't get what I want, I tend to just go to sleep. That's my coping mechanism. I sleep, then I wake up, then I sort of analyse the situation, and then I move on. That, that's how I handle failure. But I think that the word failure isn't always the most helpful term to use for a disappointment mm -mm. because you didn't get what you want doesn't mean that you failed you know mm. the example that i've just given you about the two jobs that i've gone for and i didn't get mm. it's great that i you know some people might see that as a failure i, I certainly saw it as a failure at the time but mm. I, I just know now that really it was probably just a disappointment and it's okay because the industry that i'm in now your name is everything your name is your brand and had i been associated with two people that are you know been involved in scandals wouldn't really have been great for my reputation it's mm, mm, mm. great do you have any spiritual beliefs yes um i'm a christian i believe in jesus jehovah the almighty he's the most high for me i'm in an office where um an office where people are atheists or they have um other other religious beliefs i haven't met anyone yet although i work in television it's quite a big company i haven't met anyone that has a different <laughs> religious belief they're either catholic or they're christian or they don't believe in god at all mm. and i try i'm not somebody that will preach to, to people but when i have successes and i win and i you know i am winning at the moment and i uh, i pray that i continue to win i always say thank jesus thank god if i'm going to an important meeting i i pray before that meeting People hear me pray before that meeting. When I win, I say, thank you, Jesus. That, I suppose, is a, you might say that, that is a ritual. But yeah. I, I don't see it as a ritual. It's just something that automatically happens. I'm winning. I'm thanking God. I haven't got what I wanted. I thank God because I say, you know what? You know more than I'm, I know. And I, I'm sure you're watching over me and you're guiding my path. So it's, it's internalized behavior, isn't it? It's not really a ritual because it's not something that you think about doing. It's something that just comes naturally, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's something that I automatically do. Do you have a favorite quote? Um, 
I don't. I can't. Uh, it's kind of asking me if I have a favorite quote is kind of asking me what's my favorite book or my favorite film. Well, that was the next question. <laughs> what's your favorite book? <laughs> I don't have a favorite book. Um, I I don't have a favorite book at all. I I I enjoy quite a lot of genres. I enjoy fiction, non-fiction, fantasy. I I don't have a favorite book. But is there one that you would recommend to anyone then? No. No. Okay. Cool. What's the best piece of advice you've ever received? Hmm. The best piece of advice. I've received a lot of advice, but the best I can give you two two pieces of advice on that that I can say that you know what those are sterling words. One from my friend Susan who said to me, "When you're going for interviews, remember that you're interviewing them too." Very good. Second piece of advice I actually had from my former boss at a company that I used to work at was always work with good people. Good. And that's incredibly important, especially if you're. You know, aspire, you know, no one's perfect. We're always aspiring mm. to be better and mm. to, to be a good person. If you are aspiring to do that and you're in an environment where people aren't good and aren't nice, mm. it's quite poisoning. So it, it's important to work with good people. Not everyone will be good in your office or wherever it is that you work, but you need to have a good person there that you can vibe off of. Okay, that's good. So, is there something you wish someone had told you and that you had to find out on your own? Um, well, I wish someone had told me I had to find out on my own. It's a difficult one, that question, because you get advice from people all the time, but you choose not to listen. So, people do tell you <laughs> information, you choose not to listen. <laughs> Like, and I, I will hold my hands up. I've chosen not to listen and I've done it my way. And maybe I've been burnt, but it's a lesson learned. I, I've been blessed that I have a lot of people around me who do try and save me from heartache, hurt or disappointment. And they tell me their opinion. And you know what? I take it into account, but I still do what I want to do. And um, sometimes there's successes, sometimes there are disappointments. Mm. What is the one thing you can't go without? That could be an object, could be anything. One thing I can't go without. Do you know, in all honesty, I have sort of maybe two sort of personas. I think people at work see me as a very glamorous person, probably someone who's very materialistic because I always make sure that I look nice. I've got an obsession, a little bit of an obsession with nice accessories, nice shoes. And people will think that I can't do without those things. And it's not true. I can absolutely do without. There's nothing that I can't do without. On the weekends, I'm fine to go out without makeup. I'm fine to be in my yoga pants uh, or yoga leggings, rather. We're not American. And just sort of chill. I can go out without wigs. I enjoy wearing wigs normally, but I can go out with my natural hair if I want to. There's nothing that I can say on a materialistic level that I can go without. Cool. Oh, that's interesting. What is the thing that your childhood has taught you that you've brought into adulthood? Hmm. My mother used to always say to me, Sean, do not judge people by your own standards. You will be disappointed. 
that is something that I've struggled with all my life because I do sort of, you know, as a Christian, they'll say, you know, you shouldn't judge. You know, I hold my hands up. I'm a very judgy person. And I always do judge people by my own standards. And I'm I'm always disappointed. And I have sort of taken that into my adulthood. Another thing in my childhood that I sort of noticed just sort of around family and people we interacted with that, you know, diversity in terms of interacting with people that have different backgrounds from you is, you know, is important for so that you're cultured and you're educated and, you know, about people's wants and needs and you also know how to interact with people in a respectful way. But it, it's important to know who you are and where your limits are, as, as in limits in terms of where your boundaries are. And mm. I think difference for me personally, too much difference isn't a good thing. Mm. Why do you think that, actually? I, I just want you to elaborate. <laughs> <laughs> I think... I think that if you have a way that you want to live your life, having someone who wants to live their life in a different way to you is distracting from your mm. goal, <laughs> is right. distracting from your purpose. So I mm. think for me, too much difference isn't the same thing. For example, is it the right thing? For example, um, when I get married and have children, for me, it would not be a good thing for someone that does not believe in Jesus. We'd have a problem. If, if, somebody was an atheist there's absolutely no way that we can move forward because I'm quite clear on how I want to raise my children I'm quite clear on how I want to live my life and if you do not have those same beliefs we will have a problem I'm quite clear that I like to go to nice restaurants I like to eat nice food I like to sort of go to the theatre I like musicals and if those are things that you don't like, if you're a sort of indoor kind of person, we're going to have a problem. I'm quite clear on how I like to speak to people and how I like to interact with people. If you're somebody that loses your temper and shouts and swears or gets violent, complete opposite to me, we're going to have a problem. So it's, I think too much difference, it just doesn't work. Mm, good, good. If there was only one thing that could be said about you, what would you want it to be? I would want it, the one thing to be said about me would be hard working. So you just, you just want, if that was the only reputation you could get, that's the one that you'd want to have. Absolutely. What, what is the best piece of advice you could give? anyone it sounds probably a bit like a cliche but I would say follow your passion and mm. if your passion isn't working out just work harder just work harder and get better yeah absolutely but if you're passionate about something it's not a problem for you to work harder because mm. you're passionate about it I think sometimes people work hard on things that they're not passionate about and it doesn't always work out for the best. But if you're passionate about something, it just really, you know, it just doesn't become a problem. Like for me, I am happy in the industry that I'm in, you know, at the moment. And I've just recently had a, a documentary commissioned that's going to be on, on, on Channel 4 in a few days. And of course, with that, you have to re-edit, you have to fact check, 
you know, I was in the office from eight o'clock in the morning to 11 o'clock at night. You know, and there, mm. was, there were no complaints because I'm passionate about it. And I want to make sure that whatever I have my name attached to is perfect. Mm. And, and that is passion. If you don't have passion, you won't keep going. You won't be better. You won't do better. You know, you want to sort of leave the office exactly at six o'clock on the dot because you're not passionate about the projects that you're doing. Um, so mm. you must be passionate because that's the only way to be the best at what you do. I'm the, I'm the best at what I do in my team because I'm passionate and I know what my strengths are and I'm in the right place. I'm, it's not a placeholder, me being in development. It's part of the overall process for me in terms of my journey and my career and the footprint that I leave on this earth before I pass. <laughs> no, that's great. That's great. I think that's what, what you're saying is actually extremely inspiring. Would you... Do you have any question for me, actually? Um, why have you started? Why have you decided to start this podcast? Why have I decided? Okay, um, I think the probably the first reason why is because I am surrounded by extremely talented, resourceful, hardworking women. I mean, I, I, you know, just looking at the people that I interact with on a regular basis, I, I just, I just get so inspired by the women, particularly the women that, um, that I have in my world. So I, I just wanted people to have the luck that I have in a way. In, I mean, you know, I get, my life is fed with loads of great advice, loads of support, loads of love and I do feel like a lot of people are not as lucky as I am in that respect. So I just basically wanted to make that available to other people. Um, I think the o- other thing that I, I, I'm very adamant about and the reason why I also started that is that a lot of um, the narrative out there is around people that do things that are, that are sort of instagram worthy or headline worthy and i think that the there are loads of unsung heroes um out there and i don't think they necessarily get this sort of you know coverage or this sort of like you know spotlight that they should get so i also felt like i i shouldn't really complain about it and i should do something about it even if you know if even if it's a small thing you know i wanted to make sure that i do my part the the third reason why I did it was also because I found that a lot of French-speaking women because obviously I'm French French-speaking women didn't have as much content in that respect as English-speaking women so you do get loads of like inspiring uh, Instagram accounts with loads of quotes you know girl boss and female hustlers and all that sort of things but uh, French-speaking women don't necessarily have access to that type of content because they don't speak that language. So that's why it was very important for me to to create some content that not only would be in English, but would also either be translated or created um, in French. So I think that, that, basically, that basically sort of covers the core reasons why I, I wanted to start this. Now, I, I mean, obviously there's a bit of narcissism in the, <laughs> in the mix as well, just because I, I just feel like I'm extremely lucky to have you know, loads of people that I can speak to and I have that access and I just feel like, well, I've got things that I want to share, but I didn't necessarily wanted me, myself to be the commodity. I wanted, 
you know, all the wisdom and the intelligence and all the things that are available to me to be shared through a channel that I kind of curate. So there, there is a bit of me, you know, <laughs> being a bit of an artist in the mix. But that's basically, that's basically why I wanted to do that. And it's, and like you said, I, I kind of did a bit of introspection and, and I've done loads of, loads of things. I've done many things, but there are things that I've sort of, um, been called to my being, called to who I am, which is I love women. I just love women. Uh, and I know that when you say that, people mistake that for <laughs> sexual orientation, but it's not. It's literally, I just find women fascinating. Um, so I think I want to create content that is for women, but that also covers things that matter to me. So one of the segments of the podcast is um, look the other way and it deals with anything that has to do with domestic abuse, but not necessarily from the perspective of the victims, but from the perspective of people that witness uh, domestic abuse. And I've been a witness of that. And I'm lucky enough that I haven't suffered through it, but being a witness can be as traumatizing or as damaging as being a victim. So I've started telling the stories and, and they're all fictional, but they've been inspired by things that I've come across from being a social worker or for, from volunteering um, for Refuge, which is a charity that I support. And I wanted that to be in the mix as well. So it's literally just a bunch of conversations and a bunch of stories that I'm just formatting in one outlet that I hope people will enjoy i guess sorry that was a long-winded answer wasn't it <laughs> well, it shows that you're very passionate well thank you um it was <laughs> what is and the last question i have for you is what is your definition of phenomena of a phenomenal a phenomena um of phenomena. it's something that can't really be explained it's something that is great but people don't know they just don't know where it came from it's like bang it just sort of came out of nowhere but mm. it's but it's amazing I suppose that's what women are really aren't they yeah I mean that's 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 it it's from, from, my, from my perspective that was a case of we're a we're an addition of loads of extraordinary things that happen that can be mysterious or that be, can be surprising but are always fantastic and fabulous so yeah thank you that's a very good definition <laughs> <laughs> well thank you very much for um having that conversation and being extremely honest obviously with us i think there are loads of gems in in that chat and um hopefully this will help someone especially <laughs> someone that um, that wants to emulate your drive and your successes and and I think, I think obviously, you know, you know, I, you inspire me a lot. And obviously, you know, that I, uh, I admire, <laughs> you know, your path and your work ethics. So hopefully it will inspire people. Um, do you want to um, mention anything specific? Like, for instance, the date and the time which your uh, documentary is airing? So my documentary is airing on Monday, the 5th of February, uh, which is my mother's birthday, at 9pm on Channel 4. Uh, it will be repeated. Um, I can't tell you when, but you can find that information out on the Radio Times. And the documentary is called The James Bolger Killers Was Justice Done? 
fantastic. We will make sure we tune in. And thank you for listening. Obviously, please subscribe to the podcast. We're available on iTunes, on Google Play, and all the very good podcast provider. Thank you very much. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram. We are Phenomena. Thank you. Thank you, Sean. Bye. Bye.